Hullabaloo besties, welcome. This is a safe space to vent, talk shit, reflect, and most importantly, keep it real. It's better to trauma dump here so that we don't explode on innocent randos. Just, Just admit, admit it, it. You're, you're bothered. bothered. What's up, Delulu besties? Welcome back to another episode of Balancing the Bullshit. You guys, I have some news. Danny and I are now official tech wizards. Well, not officially. We're working <laughs> we're, on we're it. We're on, on the way. <laughs> but literally, us being here, I don't know. We're like walking on a fine line. Who knows how much longer we'll be here. We're still on this journey of trying to get the technical part of podcasting figured out. And <laughs> I had no, I don't think anyone knows who hasn't done a podcast how difficult it is. Yeah, this is like 1900s bullshit <laughs> we thought we were just gonna speak into a microphone and it yeah. would be like uploaded to the computer and it'd be all simple it's not simple no, this is literal rocket science <laughs> a, we have a time machine we had to buy an actual time machine Literally. looking fucking device that has like all these knobs and like all these little like we might as well be djs <laughs> now like you know the boxes with all the knobs yeah it's insane like we okay first of all we've been through three sets of mics yes um and like we can't just plug them into the computer it's not that simple no no we had we were way in over our heads but we're slowly getting there (laughs) i think by next week fingers crossed we're gonna have our audio figured out and the audio is gonna sound better but um we have so many great ideas like guests we want to start bringing on marketing ideas to start doing like fun events with you guys but i mean we can't even figure out the mic situation (laughs) we're gonna get there so just (laughs) yeah bear with us a few more episodes or two more episodes maybe and we're gonna be no promise like i thought we would have had it figured out every week i come (laughs) over here and we're like we're like yay we finally we got this down and And we don't we don't have it down (laughs) like we really had to go by uh, candy from Target before this to get ourselves in a better mood because we were so annoyed. Yeah, but so we have hope. If you know any techies out there, send them our way. Yeah. We need some tech friends desperately. We thought we needed Delulu besties, but now we're moving <laughs> we on need, to techies. Yeah, we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> Literally. Okay, so Karen, I want to hear about your weekend. Okay, so Alex came to town, my childhood best friend. And we went to brunch and we were, t- so we went to brunch in New Braunfels, which for any of you guys that don't know, New Braunfels is a little town in between San Antonio and Austin, Texas. And we're like, all of us, we're like, oh, we haven't like been to this place before. We're like, it's cute. And then we're eating and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, oh my God, I've been here. I remember the place. I don't even know if I've told you, but um, with like my two week drug dealer boyfriend. Oh my God. Wait, I barely remember the story, but please tell it again. I I know it's a good one. Oh God. They were, okay. When I told them the story, then they were like bringing up all these other stories. Like sometimes I think it's funny the shit I've been through it and then funny. other times it like hurts my ears. Like <laughs> I've been through way too many toxic guys, but okay. So this guy, so Caitlin was dating her boyfriend. Wait, who's Caitlin? One of my old roommates. Okay. Um, Wait, one of the one I know. 
Well, you know both. I've oh, been okay. roommates with two them. Caitlins. Yeah, and they're both crazy. Yeah, they're both fucking crazy. Yeah. If your name is Caitlin, I'm sorry, but I'm no longer stay available. Away from us. Yeah, stay <laughs> the fuck away. Danny and I are officially off the market yeah. for anyone, a friendship with anyone named Caitlin. Sorry. And I feel like I can name shame because my name is Karen. So <laughs> sorry, Caitlin's, but you're out. <laughs> Didn't make the cut. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay, so her boyfriend introduced me to this guy. We like all went out one night and partied. And then his dad had recently died. This was like after your fraternity brother and I had broken mm -hmm. up. And anyway, his dad had recently died and things just like escalated very quickly. But I remember one time we were, I don't know, I guess like hanging out and I dropped him off at his house and there was a girl there waiting in his driveway. And he rolls down my window of like my car and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? That's my shirt. I was he like, said that to her. Yes. I was like, Ooh. why? Who is this random girl in your driveway and why is she wearing your shirt? <laughs> Who is this hoe? Yeah. Okay. And he was like, oh, no, 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 Karen. Like, I can't hang out. Like, she, we're going to study. She's in my class. Oh, okay. I was like. Wearing your shirt. Sir. Yeah. Okay. She's wearing your shirt. Whatever. I, like, already was starting to hate him. I think this was, like, two weeks in. Hmm. But, okay. then. Another thing I remember about him is one day we all went to what's it called that pool the pool parties oh capstone oh god yeah yeah <laughs> these yeah. are like pool parties that are known for being on the news because like full on full on brawls scary yeah <laughs> literally it was ratchet shit like, so ratchet um okay so we're at a pool party and. Amanda and I like left him to just go do like our girl thing and then. When we're getting ready to leave, we're like, okay, let's find the boys and let's like gather everybody up and leave. So we walk up to, I can't remember. Oh, Paul. That was his name. I can't remember my ex's name. My ex of two weeks. <laughs> um, he's getting a girl's number and was like, yeah, let's go out tonight. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So then we start screaming at each other in front this of this. So, so healthy. <laughs> two weeks in. <laughs> So, yeah, we're, like, screaming at each other. And then what's funny is Matt, Amanda's now husband, walked up to her and was, like, trying to hit on her. So in the middle, I feel like any other sane guy – I mean, I actually like Matt. But, like, any other sane guy would have been, like, your friends are fucking crazy. I want nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. But instead he got her number and now they're married. And that's how they met? Yes. Aww, that's how they met. So romantic. <laughs> and then their first date was at a strip club. So romantic. <laughs> so romantic. Oh my God. But now they have a kid together. Yeah. So it worked so out. <laughs> but okay. So anyway, yeah, Paul and I were fighting. I like zoomed off and I was like, fuck you. Walk home. I don't think he got in my car. I don't, I don't think like. I don't know. I think he somehow got home separately or maybe he did end up getting in my car. All I remember is we all went back to his place after and he punched a hole in his wall. Oh God. He's one of those. Yeah. Oh, I was no. like, what the fuck? And then I think like a day later we were fine. <laughs> Yo, what? Y'all <laughs> <laughs> so um, were like, JK, none of that ever happens. <laughs> yeah. We're like, okay, we're good. Love you. Um, so healthy. And then I go over like a, the next day or a few days later, he's like this, like passed the fuck out on mm. a chair in the in his room. I think like I was, we had made plans for me to go over. I don't know. I don't remember why he decided to like take drugs, but that's when I was like, oh wait, you're like a drug addict. Like what are you doing passed out in a random chair plopped up in the middle of your room, mm. like in the middle of the day by yourself? So did you know he was taking drugs at this point? 
No. Okay. But right. then it all kind of started to make sense because he did kind of like slur his words a lot, but I didn't know if it was maybe like his accent or because, you know, he wasn't like, obviously there's a difference. Like you could tell someone's blackout drunk. So I just didn't know like what a drug addict like looked like or really even what drugs he was. I think he was on Xanax, but I just was so naive mm -hmm. and young in college. Like, yeah, I didn't really know, but he like didn't have a car. His car had gotten repoed because his dad had died recently. And so his dad wasn't around to make the car payments anymore. And then I think they were like trying to get a lawyer or something to sort it all out, but it was going to take a while. So in the meantime, his car got repoed. So then his excuse for being on drugs is because he sells drugs because he needs money because his dad's no longer around. Oh, <laughs> now I feel bad. No, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, what kind of logic is that? Like, when you're going to be like, oh, you know what? Okay, sweetie, that's okay. Like, what <laughs> the I don't remember why we broke up. I mean, shocker. Um, right, like, you mean I didn't last? <laughs> yeah. But then, like, he just all of a sudden dropped out of Texas State and then Next thing I heard, he was partying with a friend in college station and then went to jail for selling weed. Oh, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's doing well these days. I know. I wonder what he's doing with his life. <laughs> Have you not kept up with him at all? Like, no, not I don't. Or anything? Oh, maybe. I mean, I guess I delete all my social media now, so I can't check. But I wonder if I was blocked or like, I haven't really heard from him in years uh -huh. or anything about him. Well, Paul, if you're out there, I hope you're doing better. <laughs> I hope and you're not a money launderer. Yeah. Or a rapist. <laughs> it could be worse, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, I have never dated a drug dealer to my knowledge, but I did <laughs> date a, a, <laughs> um, a conspiracy theorist. Wait, at, I love those. Yeah, but it wasn't like the kind that you like. Like, I don't know. This was very weird. I was also very young. And this, I wouldn't even call this dating. Like, I was just... It was kind of like a friends with benefits situation. When was this? I was like, I was in high school. What? Yeah. Like, high school? I was doing this stuff in high school. I started like early. With Wait, this, this is so stuff. fun. Yeah. I don't think I've ever told you this story. And mm -hmm. he was like, the, like, I really shouldn't have been doing this. Like this guy, he lived like this in this little house in the middle of nowhere. He was, I honestly. Where do you find these people? <laughs> on the internet. This was on the internet. What? Yeah. Like an 18 year old should not be going to meet random. No. Men that they meet on the internet. Like I'm lucky to be here, honestly. And like, not that I like ever like got and in, in, felt like I was in danger or anything, but like, you know, meeting people on the internet at that young of an age is like a very dangerous thing to do. Especially, I hate saying back in the day because now we sound like grandparents, but, <laughs> but like back in the day. Yeah, now it's a little bit better because like now there's dating apps, but back in the day, yeah, it was like sketch like in the AOL days. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's still like that now. Like there's yeah. tons and tons of predators out there. So like, yeah, you have to be really really careful and like i was not um and i think when i real i mean this guy was just weird and also i don't remember how old he said he was he didn't seem like he wasn't an older guy like maybe in his 20s i don't know but when i realized like i needed to stop going over is when he showed me like these conspiracy videos that he made himself Wait, what yeah and I've it was like i've always wondered who these people are like when you see them on the internet like youtubers who like 
you know, explain their conspiracy theories. I'm like, who are these people? Like, yeah, I was with one of them. And it was like, <laughs> I love it was, it was very intense. Like, I can't remember the exactly everything, but he was one of those that was like, he was saying the government was like controlling us. I just remember this one part specifically. He was like, had this little segment on Britney Spears. And like the reason she shaved her head is because she was like trying to rebel against like being controlled. I mean, she was, but like, Wait, he yeah, was that's thinking actually true, he, but that was because of her like family and stuff. But yeah. like, he was saying it was because of like the government. And I think there was like yeah. some alien stuff in there too. What? It was very, very, it was like out of this world. Like, and it was like very detailed, long videos that he like made me watch. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I would think those people would be, like, shy about it and, like, want to keep it from you. No, yeah. He was very proud of it. And I he was sounds like a serial killer. No. So, like like I said, I'm lucky to be here. And then I, when he showed me that, I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't go over there again. Good for you. I know, right? <laughs> so that was it? You just, like, ghosted him after that? Yeah, that was it. We oh. never really talked again. But I still think of him sometimes in his weird <laughs> conspiracy videos. I know. I wonder what his new conspiracies are. Like, who knows? I don't know. He was, he was, now that I look back, I'm like, what were you thinking? Again, this was all like, I hate blaming everything on my trauma, but at the same time, it's like. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you, shapes us. Yeah. I was like, we talked about this kind of in the last episode. I was just kind of like looking for anyone to give me any sort of attention or love. And it yeah. didn't matter who, if you were weird, like conspiracy theorists who lived like out in the middle of nowhere or not. So yeah. Wait, going back to Psycho Caitlin's, can we talk about our neurotic friends that have traumatized us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, our <laughs> extremely toxic friends that we've been through, like, experienced the last, basically, of college up until a couple of years ago. We finally decided to cut off. Yeah, we have some of those. We, yeah, we've been through the ringer. And I actually think that would be a really good thing to talk about today is, like, there's no – everybody deals with this. Yeah, like toxic friendships who you surround yourself with because I know for me, like, I was surrounding myself with a not good crowd for all the wrong reasons. And it took forever for me to realize, like, oh, these people are not bringing any value to your life. They're dragging you down. Yeah. They are not, like – They're a liability. Yeah, and it's, like, they – are looking for people who can be easily taken advantage of too. Yeah. Which is, I mean, me and you were definitely both like Victims. That. I honestly feel like a victim. Like people like who have trouble with alcohol, like abuse drugs, like money, like we've been stolen from, oh we've been God, like yes. taken advantage of in so many different ways. And it's because people like us, like, I don't know, kind of like damaged people who are like very just kind and giving and just easy to manipulate unfortunately yeah is what's happened with us so actually this re this reminds me of one ex-friend of me and karen's that like actually is one of the reasons if you think about it like why me and you reconnected because yeah. this was someone we both went to college with and like after after college and I moved to Austin, this person, he was a very, very good friend of mine, like my best friend at the time. And we were hanging out all the time. Again, a terrible influence, but he was friends with Karen also. And so when Karen moved to Austin, he brought Karen around and that's how we kind of reconnected. Yeah. So in a way, like I used to always be so regretful about 
my friendship with this person and think, oh, I wasted so much time with them. And like, I made so many bad decisions. Like this is, you know, I got into trouble with this person. Like I had a whole like DWI with this person. Like I, a lot of negative things came out of it, but now I'm at a point where I can look back and be like, Oh my God, think like I'm thankful for that experience with him. Cause one, it brought us back together. Yeah. And two, it just made me wake up and realize like what's, I deserve with friendships and what I need and like the type of people I want to associate myself with yeah, and, and who I don't. So, and yeah. it's also important to talk about it because like we never realized it in the moment. Like we thought we were just having so much fun. Yeah. That's all we cared about was having fun. Really? Yeah. We we're like, Oh, this person's like, you know, they're it's, messy and funny and like, yeah, it's yeah, funny. yeah. And now that we're getting into our, th- into our thirties, like, I was like, okay, it's kind of weird. You know, we did party like this in college, but like the fact that he's still blacking out every day, it's like it's cute. a little weird. Yeah. yeah but it- <laughs> so I don't know if you remember, like me and this person had so many friend breakups. Oh my God. Like literally yes. probably like five or six. And I, I can't even, I can only remember like what one of them was about maybe, but like. Well, it was always you being like your shitty friend and then he would try to be sad. I mean, he genuinely was sad about it, but he also like, could never apologize. But right. somehow y'all think, always make up and yeah. then he would like treat you like shit all over again. Yeah. It was just a lot of manipulation. I was like, again, I was very weak at the time, low self-confidence and I felt like, oh, I need this person to, you know, be important, I guess. Like I needed this friendship. Um it was like, yeah, it was like a really bad relationship if you think about it. Like toxic. Yeah, like a really bad, toxic like when you got your okay, so this guy has like what at least five DWIs <laughs> on yes. his record. I can't even like keep count anymore. And like when Danny got his, not that I'm blaming it on this other friend, but like you are very easily influenced by the people mm-hmm. that you're around. Like eventually if you keep hanging around toxic people, you're going to start like making those same kind of mistakes. Exactly. And yeah. He was such an enabler. So instead of this, like what a normal friend would do is to like be kind, help you get out of the situation. And- prevents you from or from even you, getting there like, to begin with a mistake yeah or maybe being mistake. like hey like let's call an uber i don't know like something healthy instead he just was like oh no big deal like let me give you my lawyer's number i've got this down pat we can just like very quickly like get rid of it and then go back to partying as if nothing ever happened like mm-hmm. sweeping it under the rug right yeah it was just just really toxic i don't know what's um you lasted longer with this person as a friend than I did yeah I think we all kind of just I I think it just came with age and like experience of like experiencing the same thing with someone so many times when you're like oh there's nothing else I can do like this person's not really gonna change yeah which is like it's a sad thing because you especially when you're friends with someone for so long like you you hope that they will and like you don't want to just cut them off but like once you realize how detrimental it is to your to yourself, like you have no choice. I'm trying to remember why I even like officially stopped being friends with him. I don't even remember what like the last straw was. I just remember it was really annoying because his alcoholism progressed over time. Like it started out as like a friend, a fun party friend 
like he just was so much fun to go out mm-hmm. with and but then like we also had a real friendship and we could do like sober things and do dinners and like be there for each other when like I needed somebody to cry or vent to but then like his parting just escalated and it was like every day I didn't know what he was doing. Like I would call and he would be blackout literally every day of the week. And so after a while I was like, okay, well I don't have a friend, like a sober friend anymore. Yeah. What is the point of this? Like, I don't want just somebody to black out with all the time. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That was that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about, okay. Cause I feel like you've been through a lot of <laughs> toxic friendships. So What's like, what's another one we can talk about? Nicolette. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Remember when she stole She's actually, so if we, there's a lot of, yes, there's a lot of toxic friends. If we put them on like a list of like Let's most toxic, them. yeah, rate them from most toxic to least, I think Nicolette might be at the top. More than Yeah, because she, well, stole money from me too once, but she actually yeah. stole like your rent money I and mean, like, okay. I lost my Louis Vuitton wallet and never replaced What's it. Nicolette stole my rent. My- okay, so with Nicolette, I was... By the way, this was a college friend. Yeah, we were right. sorority sisters. Yep. Freshman year, she ended up dropping out of college after freshman year because I think her drug problem got too bad. But I remember, okay, so we were like running errands one day on a Saturday. And I was like, oh, hold on. I need to stop by the ATM. I don't know why... I can't remember like why I needed to pull my rent money out in cash, but whatever I did. So I had like, I don't even remember how much rent was like $600 or something like that. So cheap. I know. <laughs> take, so us, take us back. Take me back to those days. <laughs> anyway, we all went out to, we drove from San Marcos to sixth street that night and we took my car. And then the next day, I was hung over at my ex-boyfriend's apartment and she just walked in, which like wasn't a big deal. Like we all just yeah. used to walk into each other's yeah, apartments normal. whenever. Yeah, that was normal. But she was like, Hey, I think I like left something in your car last night. I've been looking for it all morning. Can I check? And I was like, sure. Next thing I know, my rent money is missing. And I remember like venting to her, like as a best friend, like, you know, you're with your best friend all the time. You just like tell them about your day and all stuff. So I remember being with her and being like, Oh my God, like I have no idea where my rent money is. Like never once did it cross my mind that it could have been her. Because obviously I thought she was my best friend. But then eventually I connected all the dots because then like one time she came to my apartment and I wasn't there. She just walked in and my roommate Bryce was there. And... I think Nicolette had texted me like, Hey, are you home? And I said, no. So she knew I wasn't home. And then she just walked into my apartment, but Bryce was there. Mm-hmm. And then Bryce was like, Hey, Nicolette's here. I think it's really weird. And I was like, like, I guess Nicolette was hoping that like Bryce wouldn't tell me or we wouldn't connect the dots. I don't mm-hmm. remember the, the story, like clearly how we figured it all out. But I, I was like, no, that's weird. Like, why would my friend go over when like, she text. I texted her that I wasn't there. She ended up stealing alcohol and Adderall from me. Oh my god! Which like <laughs> it wasn't that big of a, of a deal. Obviously, this is not my rent money, but we also were underage at the time. So like to steal my alcohol, yeah, like, that's like important. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of important at the time <laughs> for like an eighteen year old. And then a few months after that, a lot of these guys that we would hang out with, like this was like a year later because. But again, none of us ever suspected that any of our friends would do this to us. But they were like, 
also connecting the dots one day and we ended up figuring out that it was her that stole one of the roommates iPods and iPads like from two different guys bedrooms in the middle of the night and so then when they figured that out I was like wait she's the one who stole my rent money and my Adderall and my alcohol but I think she ended up dropping out like she got evicted from her apartment because she stopped paying rent I think she was using all that money to party and then she like Ended up becoming a drug addict, would never go to class. She failed all her classes. Wait, that's so sad, honestly. Uh, yeah. But also, fuck her. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have that much, like, sympathy, sympathy or for, sympathy her. for her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like we used to associate ourselves with people who had, like, addiction issues. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, we've never been, like, like bad. addicts. No. We were down so, for a good time. but Right. Like, like, we had fun, but, like, I didn't realize, like, like, it was, like, an issue. Like, there was a real issue. I didn't realize other people weren't doing it, like, just fine. Yeah. And I think it just goes back down to, like, again, we were, like, easily manipulate, mani- manipulated. Yeah, we are like, easy targets. Yeah. And I think people like that can just, like, Snip those people out. Yeah, which, honestly, okay, one thing I did learn from is, and this is how, like, I should have known, you know, like, what's the phrase, like, it takes one to know one? Mm -hmm. So I was friends with him when we talked about in the first episode, the money launderer that ended Mm -hmm. up raping me. The money launderer would send me, like, videos during the day of him, like, just talking to me or whatever, which I kind of thought was cute at the time, but, like, I was sensitive with him to and be like something like seems off on this guy i can't like pinpoint what it Mm. is but like i don't know is he in the closet is he gay or what do you think and it was like no he's not gay but like there is something off and you need to stay away like he seems dangerous and i was like what are you talking about so then after the aftermath like once he took me to vegas and it all blew up in my face then he was like, see, I told you, like, you were an easy target. Because when I met him at the dog park, it's when Henry was a puppy. And you know how neurotic he was. Like, mm-hmm. he would run across a field in, like, half a second. And so I was like, I'm sure I looked really dumb and ditzy. It was also during the summer. And I had just ran, like, fucking 600 miles with Henry. So I was just wearing a sports bra and short. So I'm sure that made me look like a dumb, hot girl, first of all. And then second of all, I'm like walking around like a ditzy bimbo, like trying to chase my dog that I have no control over. <laughs> Which all this stuff is true. But like... <laughs> yeah, we're not wrong. But like, okay, I but, am intelligent. Yes. But like, I do have a crazy dog. Yeah. And like, I do run six miles. So I don't wear a shirt when I'm running. Um, but whatever. And I also just don't take life seriously. So I, I do come, I am aware I come off ditzy, but like, I'm also intelligent at the same time. Yeah. I don't need to act nerdy just like to prove that I'm intelligent to people. Mm-hmm. So anyway, after all that happened, it was like, you were an easy target for him. And like, he thought he could just, you know, easily manipulate you. And then once he realized that you're intelligent, then he was like done and just needed yeah. to like wash you away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that he knew. been the sign where, like, it takes one to know one. Yeah, because he knew. The, yeah, they are like it? birds. What is it? Birds of a feather flock. Birds yeah, of the same together. feather oh. flock together. Yes. Something like that. But yeah. yes, they're the same kind that of birds. That should have been the red flag. Yeah. yeah. Vultures. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the type of birds they are. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, 
it's crazy. And we've been through lots of other or a few other, you know, toxic friendships, but I'm, we're finally at a place where like, we, we don't have like everyone in our lives, like brings something of value, some positivity, like it's a two way street. Um, I think if you have friendships that are, are relying a lot on alcohol or just being like in social settings, like I would take a second look at those friendships and think like, well, how do we connect on any sort of deep level? Are we just having surface level conversations? Like I had a lot of friends that I felt that with, and I just eventually stopped reaching out and they never contacted me again. Cause like, which goes to show. Yeah. If they're not wanting to like go out being like in the social scene or drink, like it, that's all it revolves around. So yeah, definitely take a look if you have any friendships like that. And I know it seems scary. This goes back to what your weekend we were talking about earlier. Like it seems scary to let go of your friendships because you have no other like substantial friendships right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, also along the same lines of meditating, this is how you start to cut out the noise. So then you mm-hmm. can realize, like, I bet there are substantial relationships in your life. You just haven't given them much attention. Yeah, you haven't lately. made them a priority. And also, I know my biggest fear was like, well, now what am I going to do on the weekends? But for so long, and Danny was just saying how he, this was his past weekend and he loved it. Like, I would just stay in and journal. Eventually, I ended up finding like very wholesome hobbies. Um, I'm into yoga. I'll go running like six miles with my dog. I do pottery. I paint. I meditate. Like that takes up, I cook. That takes up like an entire day and it's so wholesome. And I've built a healthy relationship with myself. And that's a big part of what's made me feel confident and secure Mm -hmm. with who I am. And now that like I have so much to keep me entertained at home. Don't get me wrong. Like I still have friends and I like to go out, but now I kind of prefer to stay in. Yeah. And now I stay in with my friends. I'm like, why don't you just come over? We could drink wine and like do pottery together. Like you, you will find things. It seems scary to let go of the party because like you don't have anything else to do right now, but like things will come along if you give yourself the chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. I used to, like, the thought of just staying home alone on a Saturday night, like, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even entertain that idea. I was like, I would have to, like, be out of the house, be somewhere with friends, like, either a bar or something like that. Um, And it just comes down to, like, you have to learn to be comfortable with your own company and, like, just get more in touch with yourself. Like, if you, you know, are not confident, you're, if you're not a confident person, you're not going to feel comfortable staying at home by yourself on the weekend because you're not yeah. happy with like the company you have at home, which is yourself. Yeah. Like you need maybe some validation or distraction or something getting out of the house. You're getting something out of that that you can't give to yourself, basically. Yeah. And yeah, like Karen said, I, I stayed. And I'm not saying like, it is important to have a community, like you need to have those close friendships and nourish those and, you know, make them make time for those. But like, make time for yourself too. like this past weekend, I decided to just stay home. And it was so the most amazing, like one of the best weekends I've ever had. It was just like a lot of reflection time, like I could just like do little projects around the apartment, like it was just nice. And like, uh, I just came out of the weekend feeling like, so much clarity. So just, just a lightness about me as opposed to like a weekend where I would like 
be running around all the time. I'd be drinking a lot maybe. And like, I would start the week feeling just kind of like exhausted and like sluggish and like just kind of anxious. And yeah. And it's just, it was like that every weekend for so long. Yeah. Because pausing is so important. Literally like physically add all those emotions onto your body. You start to suppress them. This is how people gain weight. Like, it shows in your physical reflection. So yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. taking this time alone is so important for you to just like, let go of everything and like recharge. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like take that time to like, reflect and feel my feelings and everything. Like it was every weekend. I mean, you remember I was, I had my party phase, like, after college, yeah. really. And like, it was most of my 20s. And I, it's taken me, I, I mean, I'm still like processing and getting everything out, but like, you just can't imagine like hiding your emotions and ignoring them for that long, how it affects you. Yeah. And like, it, the big thing is anxiety, but yeah, like you said, like physical, physically too, like it, it manifests in so many different ways. I feel now I look back at pictures from a few years ago and I'm like, holy shit. I feel like I look so different. Like mm-hmm. now I think I look like way younger than I did a few years ago. I look like a 12 year old, like healthy, skinny, just Mm -hmm. my skin is better. Like it really does show in like your physical reflection when you're holding so much down. Yeah. And I'm sure, um, yeah, a lot of that's just like living a healthier lifestyle, like eating better, like less alcohol. But I feel like, do you think some of it's also like you just have a better outlook on yourself? Like I know for me, like I used to think like, like body dysmorphia, you know what I mean? Like if you're not a, in a happy place or a good headspace and you're just so hard on yourself and you'll look at yourself and you're like, ugh, I don't like what I see. But now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm just so confident in how I look as opposed to a few years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And, but it all goes together like mm-hmm. that. Like, obviously, you know, I'm really big into manifesting. And what I always talk about, like when I manifested a size zero disclaimer, not that I, I know this is 2023. I am not like preaching unhealthy looks for anybody. Mm -hmm. You are fine the way that you look. I just ended, I becoming a size zero was not like my goal. It just, it's, it is what I am. So Mm -hmm. don't come at me for (laughs) how my body is. But anyway, it all goes together. What I learned from all of that was when I had low self-esteem, I wasn't confident with the way I looked, I was constantly, yeah, looking in the mirror, not liking what I saw. At mm-hmm. the same time, what a funny coincidence that with the low self-esteem, I also was drinking alcohol all the time. I wasn't right. eating a super healthy. I was always go, go, go. I was never at home, still in my apartment, like still enough to even know how to cook a good meal. I was eating out all the time with friends. So like it all goes together. And then once I finally started to work on my self-esteem and be comfortable with who I am and just accept myself for the way that I show up every day, then what a funny coincidence. It all just fell into place. I magically just started staying at home more. I started building a relationship with myself. I learned how to eat healthy. I started building healthy life habits. That's when mm-hmm. I took on like pottery, painting, yoga. I was gonna say the yoga. That was a big, th- I know that was a big thing for you and a big yeah. thing for me too. Like when I was and, and I my, just stumbled upon yeah. it. Like I didn't go out searching for it. 
And right. so that's what I'm saying. Like it all just kind of comes together. Like the moment that I started focusing on the inside, like my self-esteem and my self-confidence, then everything on the outside just came into place for me. Mm-hmm. So anyways, this all goes back to like the the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. Because obviously if you're surrounding yourself with people who are not you know, on the same page as you with those things, you're not going to be there. You're going to be influenced by them. So what, um, what are some things that you look out for now in friendships or like, if you know something that like will make you know that this is a friendship worth pursuing or someone that you want to keep around in your circle? Well, okay. One quick thing before I say that you just reminded me of kind of what I was just saying if you feel like you're not happy with your friendships or like you're kind of getting tired of the party scene, I bet it's not even just that. I bet there's so many areas of your life that you're not happy with. Mm-hmm. So if you are noticing it with your friendships or with parties, start there. Like just make one move to start, you know, trying to make a change in your life and then everything else will slowly start to fall into place. And before you know it, you're going to have like a beautiful life that you love. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, well i mean an obvious one is like if somebody wants to party i'm sorry but no i'm not available for right that. Like, yeah so that'll easily cut out like a big yeah, chunk of people majority. who are like not gonna align with you yeah and then another thing is i cannot stand surface level shit so if i'm not able i would say the majority of my friendships are friendships that i've had for a long time ever since like childhood high school or college so it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier i had so many toxic friendships that i was putting all my attention on and partying with. So once I cut them out, it was like cutting out the noise. And then I came back to the healthy friendships in my life that mm-hmm. I just hadn't been paying enough attention to. But yeah, if we can't have like real meaningful conversations, going back to the partying, like if you can't be there for me when I need a friend, somebody to talk to or somebody to just like hang out and cook dinner with or like do sober things. Sure, I think... Like, trauma dumping with someone is like the ultimate for me it's like such a good way to bond with someone yeah and i'm like i'm addicted to trauma dumping these days like i will just like it's just i I just like it's so much not fun to talk about it's just a way to connect with people but it is yeah and if i can't yeah and like if i can't kind of share with you kind of like stuff that i've been through and stuff that i've learned and you know, be comfortable in that situation, then like, then I'm bored. I can, yeah, bored. Yeah. But I just like, no, like this is not like a, we're not connecting on a level that I would need to want to have like a, a, a serious friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. So like I said, we've had plenty of friendships that were toxic. We had to cut out, but I think unfortunately for us, it always like led to a breaking point for the most part where like we would, something big happened that would make us stop being friends um, with this person. Um, I feel like now we can catch it early on. And you know what I mean? Like we won't even entertain the idea of going any farther with this person. So yeah. yeah. But do you have like any advice for like what to do for someone who has like a friendship that they're kind of feeling like, Oh, this isn't really like a genuine friendship. I'm not getting really much out of it maybe they're putting in more effort like how to how to handle kind of ending a friendship like that 
Well, okay. So if you want to get in tune with your intuition, you're going to have to start at some point. And these like nudges and thoughts that you have where you're like, oh, I don't think this is like, I don't like the way this person is treating me. And then if you keep showing up to that friendship, then you're turning yourself down. Like you're saying like, I, this is what I deserve. Like, I don't have to deserve better. And then you're also ignoring your intuition. So like the more that you ignore yourself and your intuition, then like you're going to go in the completely opposite way down such a dark Mm -hmm. path and like ruin your entire life eventually at some point. So trust yourself, like, you know, and Mm -hmm. it is hard to stand up for yourself and walk away by trust me. It's a lot harder to keep going down that road. Like Mm -hmm. the sooner that you can turn away, the healthier that your life will be Mm -hmm. in the long run. Yeah, I agree. And I actually also think, or not, I don't think I know, like, as you go down this journey, whether it's, you know, you're going, you're trying to manifest something, you're just trying to become a better person or get more in touch with yourself. You're gonna have existing friendships that you realize, like, you thought you were really close friends, and you are close friends, but they haven't woken up yet, if that makes sense. Like, they're still in have a way of thinking, a way of living that doesn't align with you anymore. And it can be hard to keep going, like keep being friends in the same way with a person like that. Like some friendships, even though, you know, they're really strong, they just might have to change a little bit. And that might be like, you know, you don't have to completely end the friendship with this person if there's like nothing that's really, really toxic about it. But it is, you are going to experience that. And you don't have to preach to anybody Mm -hmm. or tell anybody what they're doing wrong or how they're not serving you in your life because that's not going to help anybody and they're just going to get defensive. What Laura, our life coach, always told me is just focus on you. Keep going down your own path and fixing your own life. Like focus on your hobbies, whatever's making you happy. And the people that are on the same path as you will get on board and then everyone, yeah. yeah, they'll adjust. And then everybody else, just let them fall out of your life. And I promise you, they will, you won't even have to say or do anything. Right. Right. Cause they're, they're going to see like the path you're going down that, they're that does, they're not aligned. In. You're not aligned with them. They're not aligned with you. It's going to be a mutual thing. It'll like just kind of fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something I was worried about for a long time is like, how am I going to maintain these friendships? With, but now it's like the ones that I know are meant, you know, to be with me are, it's just working. Like I don't have yeah. to it just change or anything happen. with them. Yeah. Like the good friendships strengthen and then the bad ones just fizzled out. Exactly. Okay. Delulu besties. That's all we have for you this week. Go out there and be amazing besties and we will catch up with you guys next week. Bye.